0: Welcome to the second season of Our Triune Pod. We are still preparing you to praise. Join me, the Reverend Nick Comiskey, and the Reverend Bendy Hart for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and often unrelated pop culture as we break down one of the Psalms. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back to our Triune Pod. Once again, Rev Nick is on paternity leave. He's not here. He won't be here for a little while. We don't know how long, but we're going to give him as much time as he needs. So joining me today is the Reverend Bill Bohr. And Bill Bohr, uh, he co hosted a podcast that I found. I don't know how I found it. I think it was like 2015. It may have been through Mockingbird, it may have been just through. Apple Podcasts, just recommending podcasts. But uh, before then, I was never a podcast guy. I had friends who love serial and all those kind of crime dramas. And it just they didn't speak to me, but the the banter and the relationship and the smarts of Scott Jones and Bill Bohr kept me going back to new persuasive words. So you guys are in no small way kind of the reason for this cast so welcome bill nice for joining me thank you
1: no yeah i you know i listened to a couple of quirky history podcasts and uh something from the bbc and a mm-hmm. few depending on what sports season it is i'll listen to a sports podcast but i'm not you know that's not my thing either but it was been a fun really a fun thing to do and i'm honored to be on your podcast ben i, I enjoy what you guys do i thought what you do is very creative and if you're waiting for him to get over having a child then yeah. you may be doing this for eighteen years by yourself.
0: It's it? very possible. I mean, I'm committed to it, listeners. So hang in there <laughs> for one more. But no, I, I can I can vouch if you follow our Instagram, the first picture is yeah. a glorious picture of the two of them or the three of them, yeah. and then the second picture is him just passed out. So that's essentially what they're doing. They're still up in Wyoming. Oh wow! Uh, they adopted a child up there, and uh, they get back to Raleigh pretty soon. So our our best wishes with him, but I'm excited for this. I'm excited, Bill. So yeah, what, what are you what are you doing now? What are you? Uh, I mean, I know I, you guys have gone done 300 episodes and maybe doing more, maybe not. But okay, we well,
1: you know, we we have one actually in the queue to come out a tribute okay. to a friend of ours who died unexpectedly about a month ago. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. I'm actually doing an interim senior pastor position in uh, Central New Jersey, great church north branch reformed church matter of fact any of you who are looking for a great job we're looking for a pastor so uh excited to be working with them so yeah i'm enjoying very much what i'm doing uh, i don't think i'm going to keep doing the interim thing i miss the more stayed pastorate but just enjoying my life loving my life with my wife and my kids and grandkids and yeah all kinds of stuff yeah so uh, things are things are good things are you know, i have to you know it's interesting you're in Alabama. I am. Do you did you need a passport to get to Alabama? Or <laughs> step, you know,
0: yeah, I got I gotta watch what I say these days because uh, some <laughs> of the Alabamans are are listening.
1: But uh, no, they should. Well, I you know what I, I my first job after seminary. I mean, I grew up in Central Pennsylvania with Princeton Seminary, was Midland, Texas. A totally different world and i you know i they were three of the best years of my ministry i mean i you know i i enjoyed every place i've been but being somewhere so different from it was great so i i think that your experience and it's a great church i do know the reputation of your church and the uh, i think it, it's really good for us to go to places right yeah yeah
0: it's an, it's an adventure so yeah since coming down here i feel like everyone is apologizing to me or like, Oh, can, can you handle us? Are we, you know, is this too big a transition? And I've started to wonder if it's part of a game that's not really like self-effacing if they're, they're, they're kind of telling me something by saying that. So anyone listening, you can tell me, but I've, I've essentially gotten that from every person. It's just like, well,
1: are you settling in? Well, I think it's a hospitality thing too. I mean, West Texas was, I mean, you know, uh, West Texas looked like the pictures from the moon. Yeah, the Permian Basin. It, you know, I I always I never believed in conspiracy theories, you know, the theory that yeah, you know, the moon flights didn't really happen. Then I went to Midland, Texas. And I thought maybe it may have been filmed here. <laughs> but we were having we were interrupted by a siren. I'm having snow squalls there here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having air raids, it sounds like down in, in, our <laughs> back, in our yeah.
0: yeah. Well, at the risk of not having any more of these, why don't we just jump right into the psalm? It's a great <laughs> one. So uh, it's Psalm 126. I'm going to read from the the one we usually do listeners, the 1979 prayer books translation. And it goes like this. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then were we like those who dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses of the Negev, those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying the seed, will come again with joy, shouldering their sheaves. All right, Bill. Well, upon first first read, first listen, what do you do with this?
1: Yeah, no. It, what's interesting, too, is the tenses. Because the Hebrew, the traditional way it's often translated, is past tense. And that's even how it can kind of be traditionally interpreted is that whole thing where past, present, and future, that's a powerful thing, you know, that when you're kind of thinking about the past as something that's still happening in the present, or the past informs the present, gives us hope for the future. In in the in the Hebrew, P.S. translation, it has a future tense. It's really interesting, when the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion. And and so there's, it, the tense, if that's, a, you know, the fact that the tense is open, and you know, of itself kind of, to me, is part of the, the thing that really Invite you into this pilgrimage song. It's you know part of the Psalm of Ascents. I actually heard it. I was I do this online. Uh, Pray as you go. It's a by the British Jesuits. It's, it's a great little app, and they sang. This was the psalm for today, and they sang it. And they sang it as really interesting. That was both sad and happy at the same time, which is kind of what this psalm. It was to me this the playing of the tenses. Are we happy now? Are we sad now? Are we Remembering a past when we we knew God came through for us as a way of having hope for today. Yeah, to me that I find that that that, that you know kind of the liturgical power of how past and present, and I think if we're doing our jobs right, the uh, the eschatological the, the future, how those things always dance around in the liturgy. Which of course this was was part of the liturgy, but you know I feel, I think about that in my own my own life too. There's a sense where the present joys are always a bit tainted by losses or the realization that they're temporary, right? Mm-hmm. As well as um, current struggles are, are somehow I don't know, mitigated. It's not the right word. I mean, sad is sad. Grief is grief. Tragedy is tragedy. But uh, for me, that's part of what hope, hope is, you know, not denying the horrific things that are going on, but, but in the midst, not in spite of, but in the midst of them, there's, there's also this kind of the hope of joy or the the reality of a joy that's, Beyond what's going, what we're going through. I yeah, understand. no, I have
0: just taken the translation here uh, at face value. I didn't did not look at the Hebrew, but I see in verse five, the psalmist says, "Restore our fortunes, O Lord." like the water courses and then a So I just assumed in verse one, it's maybe it's talking about a return from exile right. when Zion is being kind of refounded, and right. at that point, we're just overjoyed this liberation from our cages essentially and then but it's kind of like the narrative of scripture goes that the return from exile never had the same cachet never the same glamour or prestige as the first temple did and and maybe here is a particularly low point um yeah. or remembering when we were like those who dream restore our fortunes and it's you know and then again i know very little about this but it's a pretty pretty arid, dry place, um, arid, right? Dry. Um, and arid. we're talking about watercourses there.
1: Just kind of those dry, dry riverbeds, yeah. If, you know, what's it's interesting, to, uh, uh, there's a, a Yossi Klein halevi wrote a, a really powerful book about, uh, We Were Like Dreamers. It's It's about the paratroopers who, in the 67 war, reclaimed the Western Wall. And there's this iconic there's this iconic photo of them praying at the Western Wall, these paratroopers. And this idea that, that we were like dreamers, that we never thought that that would, no one ever thought they would have that access again. Now it's interesting, the story goes on from what happens to those guys in the establishment of Israel afterwards. And it's it's a very interesting and very, we'll just say well, the, the dream didn't quite play out like they hoped, but I, this I love this moment. We were like, there's part of it is like, we were like dreamers. We just didn't feel that this reality is something we we never thought could happen. And I, I, that's, I mean, I think sometimes I think those, you know, in the midst of disappointment, yeah, the the uh, it could be like the exile. Yeah, you know, the return was never quite the same. It's kind of like the vision of Second Isaiah gets checked in the in the reality of Third Isaiah. Right, it's not quite what we hoped for. But then there is those moments like when we actually got back, right? We there was a moment when we actually got back. And the pilgrim, the person making the pilgrimage, I mean, these psalms were sung as people were making their ways to Jerusalem. Maybe even like since we're in Lent, this could have been something that the disciples and Jesus sang. I, I think that's a powerful because they're they're heading towards what they're heading towards, right? And all the different emotions. You know, you have the emotion, well, you have the reality of Jesus against these kind of false hopes of disciples. You have this remembrance that there is a Jerusalem to go to. Uh, there's a Zion, and we were like dreamers. So I, I think that's, to me, that what I, how I've really experienced this is just the, the layers today of, of all the things that it means to be a follower of God, both in the good and the, and in the not so good, and what we see and, and what we hope for and what has been but what, what isn't quite the way it should be.
0: I don't know if you've seen the image of the Ukrainian Jews at the Western Wall mm-hmm. with the Ukrainian flags on their back, but you said kind of reminded me of that. And I don't think it's inappropriate for, we may not be on the pilgrim- pilgrimages to Jerusalem, but we're in our pilgr- pilgrimages through life. And I've talked to plenty of people who it's, it's kind of like the Bruce Springsteen glory days phenomenon right. where maybe there was a point in their lives when they were like those who dream and those days feel like a distant memory um and maybe these were, were good things they weren't just you know <laughs> frivolous what? things uh, yeah. but the, that prayer that the god who made a no, a way out of no way in delivering uh, the people of god in egypt the god who makes a way out of no way at the resurrection is alive and makes yeah. the way out of the way for us.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that is true. What, nostalgia is a is a very dangerous thing for the soul, I think. You know, there's a difference between uh remembrance, right, and nostalgia. And I think that's I, I think that's what you have here, I think, is the past being a, a point for the for hope in the in the present and for the future. Uh, and to me that's a very biblical way of and that's a very faith way of what what hope is and what, you know, the value of the tradition, right? The holding on to things that have come before us. I, I remember one this, this solemn memory of this conversation, I have of a woman whose husband died, dropped dead, you know, in the prime of his life right before Christmas. And she was a Sunday school at our, at our church. And it was like January and I was, for whatever reason, I was walking through the building and I was in the education wing I think there's something leaking, so I was going to go see about it. And I heard I heard someone crying, and there's no one supposed to be in the building. And I walked in, and this woman was weeping as she was taking down the Christmas decorations from her Sunday school class, and still in the midst of you know shock and grief from the loss of her husband. I remember saying, "We're not happy now, but someday we will be happy again, but not today." And, I, I, and there was something really—I mean, the the contrast between her being grieving, taking down these symbols of the joy of Christmas, but being able to say, today is what today is, and this is the work of today, and not realizing you can't go back. She couldn't go back, her husband wasn't coming back, but knowing that someday that this would end, you know, not the loss, but the grief to mm-hmm. the I think that's I, that's part of the power of this psalm, I think, uh, because it seems to me all dimensions of time are happening at the same time, and that there's both joy and sorrow and hope, as well as Pretty solid dose of reality. Yeah, and and some of these things are
0: the juxtaposition is like death and resurrection. We already mentioned the water courses of the Negev. Yeah. Those who sowed with tears will, will reap with songs of joy. And then those who go out weeping, carrying the seed, will come again with joy, shouldering their sheaves. So from seed to shouldering sheaves, and I mean that's kind of what you mentioned for that for that lady. That's uh, the hope of our faith. Right? Yeah. That, yeah gosh i mean what would you say to someone like that what do, what do people do that's i would not be a good you know all these like kind of secular ministers out there what do you say to someone who's grieving like that i guess you do what we should be doing that's mostly just like sitting with people you right. know right. bearing their grief but i don't know yeah
1: i like, I like the principle when you sit in shiva you know you you, they, you let the, the the mourner talks you listen right whatever they want to talk about the subject you talk about but yeah. But I do, yeah, I mean, I think, though, the, I, I, again, I get back to, I, I just wrote an article, I'm against optimism, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally against optimism, and positive thinking, but I'm really, I'm really for hope, right, I, I think the foundation of Christianity is hope, but that's not being optimistic, yeah, I've had, I've, I've been in, uh, I've been by, in, by deathbeds, I've helped people bury their children, and there wasn't much optimism there but there was hope and mm. I, I think to me that's, I, I like dreamers almost does seem like, uh, you know, um, uh, the pipe dream, but, uh, but there's also this dream is based on a past reality, goodness of God. Right. Yeah. And this is the same God. Well, anything else you wanted to add or where can we find that article? Uh, it's good. It's, it's in a future mockingbird. Oh, okay. All it's right. Asking. It's, it's my, uh, instead of seven habits of, Highly successful people, it's my five and a half habits of people who are failures or something like that. I can't remember.
0: Sounds like Mockingbird would publish something like that.
1: So. <laughs> they asked me to, it was for the success magazine. Nice. There's, they have an issue of success. So I had to deconstruct that a little bit, but uh, no, but I do, I do. Yeah. The the hope is that in the coming glory of God, I remember my professor of blessed memory, Jay Christian Becker talking about the believing in the good that God will do, right?
0: Well, amen. Well, hey, do you want me to read this, or do you got this
1: to I'll close us out? This, uh, yeah. I will read it. I don't have your translation. That's fine. Would you like to hear it in the, the Hebrew? In Hebrew. Yeah, <laughs> not in Hebrew. <laughs> it'll, be here. it'll be very sad to hear my oh, you can't sight read? Uh, I can sight read, but it'll be very sad and, Fair and enough. wrong <laughs> at the same time. When the Lord restores the the fortunes of Zion. We see it as in a dream. Our mouths shall be filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then shall they say among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord will do great things for us, and we shall rejoice. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like watercourses in the Negev. They who stow in tears shall reap with songs of joy. Though he go along weeping, carrying the sea bag, he shall come back with songs of joy, carrying his sheaves.
0: How about that episode of our trying Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your absolute favorite podcast.